on the very first day of the Abraham Accords, the day it was signed. Ariella Steinreich was a guest of ours on JM the AM. She is Senior Vice President at Steinreich Communications. We learned a few things about her that morning, including that her association with the Gulf precedes her working at Steinreich Communications. She's been involved in the industries important to the Gulf for quite a while. It is a pleasure, and frankly, it's a dream that we are sitting here in the UAE, in Dubai, speaking to each other. Welcome to JM in the AM. It's an honor to be here with you, and look at the backdrop. This is unbelievable. This is not Manhattan. (laughs) It's not Manhattan, and it's funny. You know, they call Manhattan the center of the world. Excuse me. Excuse me. They call Jerusalem the center of the world. They call Manhattan the capital of the world. And after just one day in this region, I'm saying to myself, I wonder if we're seeing a real switch where it looks like this area of the world could be the most attractive place to visitors and business people alike. And I have a feeling when you said that, you also have a feeling that that it's heading in that direction. I think Dubai represents the past, the present, the future. And and even if you think about Jewish life in the Gulf, it represents all of those. I mean, it's it's becoming a quick hub of Jewish life, whether it comes to shuls, whether it comes to food. I don't know if you guys had the chance to walk around, but it feels like a Shabbos morning at the Imbal Hotel around here. <laughs> I mean, everybody... Language-wise, it does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just read it so- Somebody went to high school with, somebody went to college with, somebody who married somebody I went to college with. Um, So as I said to somebody earlier, I think, you know, our our little secret hideaway just just kind of blew up. And uh, and thank God we've got many people here. There's 50,000, I don't know if Fleur mentioned, there's 50,000 Jews and Israelis expected to be here this month, which is incredible. Right. And uh, when I landed, I came from JFK, and I actually tweeted a photo um, of you know at the ca- at the luggage carousel, and it was it also had the Tel Aviv flight that had come in, and I said this picture is worth a thousand words. It's something that many of us have been you know years. It's been years in the making, something we've dreamed of, and that dream finally became a reality. And and being back here after the Abraham Accords, you see it, you feel it in the people. Everybody's talking about it. Tell me about the days when this really was a hideaway for you. Why was there an entree in? to the whole, what sounds like, if I, if I read the transcript of our conversation from two months ago correctly, it sounds like oil and gas was an entree for you into this region. Absolutely. So I, uh, this was years ago, this was about a decade ago, I was working in PR in the oil and gas industry, and you can't do oil and gas and not somehow enter into the Gulf. And while I was here and I met the people, and they really, they were very embracing of my, of my you know, religious you know, uh, lifestyle, respectful, um, very respectful. In fact, in the beginning, I didn't even know there was a shul here. I think it's even before they started. I would go back to the UK sometimes for Shabbos and go back on Sunday. Everybody, they, they wanted to make sure I had the, the proper Shabbos experience. And now 10 years later, I mean, this is, this is incredible. I mean, we're spending Shabbos here. We've got an amazing Friday night dinner. We've got Emiratis, we've got Israelis, we've got American Jews. It somehow feels like everybody is coming. And I can't tell you how many Emiratis have said they're excited, not just to celebrate Shabbat, but to celebrate Hanukkah. This is going to be Shabbos Hanukkah, and we're going to have an incredible group of people all coming together, and the excitement's in the air. You know, it's interesting. When we traveled around, and, and you know that this morning we had an opportunity to do a little bit of the sightseeing, and which was really important before we actually started the broadcast, um, it's obvious that the diverse um, a cultural experience here is purposely diverse. They are trying to welcome people of all faiths and make everyone feel as at home as possible, which is a really amazing feeling, frankly. And I think I think that's detected in the decor 
at this holiday time, and it's reflected in the music that's playing in the mall, et cetera, et cetera. My uh, the hotel I just checked into for the next part of my of the next week, it looks like a scene out of the Nutcracker. I right. like, <laughs> there's like Christmas trees. I'm like, all that's missing is the menorah. Although I will tell you, I'm pretty sure by the end of this week there will be menorahs up in these hotels. Um, but they're very excited about this, and I think to your point, in general, the Gulf, not even just the UAE, has really gone through this transformation of wanting to bring in more religions. They want people to feel welcome. One of the core tenets when you walk around, whether it's your hotel, whether it's going into almost any establishment here, is the Arabic influence of making sure everybody feels at home, hospitality. And they want you to feel at home, no matter your race, your your religion, anything of the sort. And so they they want you to feel comfortable, whether you're Jewish, whether you're you know whether you're, you're Muslim, whether you're Christian. And they want this to be a place that everybody feels welcomed. And so they kicked this off you know a couple of years ago with the year of tolerance. And I think it's been a year of tolerance ever since. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a long year. Yeah. Tolerance. Hopefully, it'll continue. Uh, Ariella Steinreich is with us. So now, w- when you were on uh, on that very special day, go back to September the fifteenth of this year, and we were talking about the Abraham Accords, you did say this is a golden opportunity uh, for business people, really around the world, not just Israelis, but Jews around the world, etc. Kosher companies, etc. Now, remember that was the last time we spoke at length about this concept. In the last couple of months. You've seen that whole idea explode, right? I mean, you've seen um, um, manufacturers and uh, and uh, professional uh, people from the food industry come here looking for distributors. You have seen people actually set up uh, kosher catering facilities, and you know, and and them being able to service people who are coming for conventions, vacation, etc. What am I missing? What else? What else have you seen over the last couple of months? I think you see a ton. I mean, walking around, there's four conferences going on this week in, right. in Dubai. I was just at the Waldorf at the uh, Dubai Summit, which is like a family office conference. There's at least multiple minyanim, if if not, you know, even more than that. There's Hasidim. I mean, everybody is here. So I think the answer in lies by just looking around and seeing who is here. Um, I don't know about you, but my flight, which left again from JFK, not even one of the Israeli flights, we had minyanim on the flight. The flight attendant told me so it was the most amount of kosher meals. Right. There was a lot of wheeling and dealing in line to get on to board the flight. I met, I actually met a whole bunch of potentially uh, new business contacts. Everybody said, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, it, it was. It was really quite. Funny. Yeah, our flight a day later was a bit different. Not 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 as. <laughs> <laughs> Not as many Hamish people, but it was, it but, was still interesting. No, I, I think we're seeing a ton. And, and the other opportunity, I would say, is uh, if you track the UAE versus Bahrain, Bahrain is about four to six weeks behind. So everything we're seeing now in four weeks from now is going to happen there. So the same way there was this this massive rush to have kosher hotels, we now, in the Ritz-Carlton in Bahrain now announced that they're, they're, they have kosher food. Um, we've got Pesach programs coming. There's there's even like midwinter break programs right. coming. It's, it's this mad dash. Is Bahrain... As beautiful as this is, Bahrain as advanced as this is. It, is, it, is it similar? If I've been here, do I need to go there? You know, to see what's happening there. I don't want to give away too many secrets about Bahrain because secretly between you and I, I know Miriam likes to tell the story that ninety minutes before Shabbos, right. you know, I said let's go, to, let's go to Dubai. Right. I'm kind of hoping to give her a few weeks off before I then say let's go to Bahrain. <laughs> so I don't want to give away too many secrets. But that flight's no shorter, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not direct. You can't get yeah, oh, from, from the U.S. But uh, but what, what I will tell you is that it has a little bit of a different flavor. You know, people talk about the Gulf, but it's not really a monolithic place. Everybody has its unique identity. So here you see this combination, maybe even a little bit more slanted towards the the modernity and things like that. In Bahrain, it's it's more slanted towards the authentic experience. So it's kind of like the old city of Jerusalem, right? right. Like the cobblestone street. More traditional. Street, 100%. Um, 
But I think what you'll find, what's unique, is, again, that Jewish community. You, you can't replace an indigenous Jewish community. They're really ingrained in the fabric of Bahrain society, um, and they're, they're very excited to welcome I was going to say, are they very, happy about all this? Very, yeah, I think, I think everybody. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody, you know, Muslim, Jewish, even Christian, who's not excited about right. this in the Gulf. Do you have inroads already in some of the other countries that we expect to hop aboard this whole uh, system? Or? 100%. Yeah, plenty of people. 100%. I mean, obviously, you know politics aside in the u.s i think that that you know does change the timeline a little bit but right. you know it's i think i even said this on air last time i mean i know for a fact there's one more that's that's right. you know at least that's in the works um but also don't don't underestimate that in the gulf there's a lot of let's wait and see how the reaction works and so there was very positive reaction in the emirates very positive reaction in bahrain and so yeah i think the third one part of their process was was doing that but um I would be remiss, and I'd be remiss talking to such an esteemed, you know, member of the press in the states, but not saying the Emirati and the Bahraini press played a huge role in this. Right. Some of them faced real backlash. A dear friend of mine in Bahrain is, is you know, as a very prominent position in, in journalism, she gets hate mail all the time, all the time about this. It's true. And that incredible. hate mail you assume is coming from trolls. They're just trolls. It's trolls, and and. But from what background? Like which which? Well, there's which, a- there's or still, there are plenty of people here that are upset still, about it. The Emirates is a little different than Bahrain. Bahrain still has um, some uh, extremist, you know, dissidents that that goes right. on there. You know, they have these Iranian factions, which obviously they're not thrilled about this. Um, but guess, the yeah. people on the street who have been so supportive of this, you can't underestimate. You know, I said this earlier. Governments can make decisions, but the people have to really embrace it in order to see the warm peace. And that's what you're seeing here. The fact that you know I'm, I'm being asked, you know, I want to take you to a kosher restaurant. I'm going to to the kosher restaurant with all my Emirati friends, you know, like, or, you know, <laughs> what are you doing for Shabbat? They want to come to Shabbat dinner or, you know, I'd love to have kosher catering in my home because that's the other thing. They all want to welcome you into their home. It's a little complicated with COVID, right. but, um, but there's a lot of desire to do that. And so I think you don't underestimate the role the media played because if they didn't come on board, then it would have been a lot harder to educate the societies in these locations. Very interesting. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you, you never thought the press would have such a role in all this, but I guess they're, they're the ones who are out there on the front lines telling the people about all the developments, and if they're excited about it, then people are going to be excited about it. Um, When you were on last, we did recommend that anybody who has a desire to do business in this region should be in touch with you. Now, at this point, they may all have already, and you may feel that they all have already. And if not, the last the last 48 hours of nonstop meetings, like 18 hours a day, I might have some new contacts to give to, to listeners. So anybody who needs you to feel free to feel free to reach out. We're here to help. And this really is the, the promised land, no pun intended, in terms of business opportunities. So, Ariela Steinreich, Senior Vice President, Steinreich Communications. Before you leave, your yes. email address that you're willing to give out to our listeners would be <laughs> who knows what's going to come now i know it's a s t e i n r e i c h at s c o m p r.com but i'll make your lives easier you could just go to s c o m p r.com and you can find all of our contact information there all right and be in touch with ariella if you're interested in this region of the world uh rabbi david goldwasser's words and thank you ariel sorry about that thank you very much for joining us this morning